I, I heard a rumor this past week is that for most of us, I think, school's out. Did I hear that correctly? That that is the weakest, that is the weakest. I, I, is school out? I mean, I, I've heard that rumor, right? Yeah, school's out, okay. Uh, some of you, yeah, yeah. Some of, your, some of your parents are like, yeah. Um, <laughs> now the kids stay with us all day, all right. Okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, but it's summer vacation, it's summertime, and uh, we, we're, we're, we're feeling the, uh, the summer, and now uh, we've got vacation plans, and you know, some of us, we like the vacation in different ways. I've learned that some people love to, you know, to go camping, you know, they like to get a tent, they like to do the whole camping out thing. Some of you like to do the Airbnb, you know, and, and some of you like to go, um, you know, find a resort, maybe a condo on the beach, you know, there's all kinds of ways to vacation. And, um, and I got to be honest with you, um, you know, I know we got some campers in the room, and, and I love you, but I can't stand camping. <laughs> I've tried it, tried camping out. It just did not work. And I remember when we were young, my dad, my mom and dad said, you want to go camping, you know, in the backyard? And I said, we'll go camping in the backyard. My dad had this, uh, um, his pup tent, pup tent that, you know, he had when he was a kid. So, the, you know, the pup tent, you know, it's like 70 years old. And, um, and I think it was handed down from his grandfather. Who knows? You know, so he gave us a pup tent and he said, we're going to set this up. In the backyard, we'll turn the lights on, and, and me and my two brothers, I'm the oldest, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna settle for the night. And, 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 um, and he, he gets us all ready to go, and we get our beds, you know, and sleeping bags up all in there. There's just enough room for all three of us. It's not a big tent. And, and he, uh, you know, we get some candy, you know, we stock up on candy. I mean, that's what we do, and, and, and some comic books, okay? That, I mean, that's what the 80s. We don't have... You know, games and, you know, you know no, no little handheld games. You know, we had comic books. I mean, that's how you rolled back then. I right? had our comic books, and, and um, we, we set up for the night, and my, my dad said, no, we're going to be inside. You guys get scared. Just like, come on in. Doors unlock. And, and uh, also, get a rain tonight. And it's going to be okay. All right? Just, uh, you know, should they dry? As long, as long as you don't touch the canopy. If you start touching the canopy, then it's gonna break, it's gonna break through, and you're gonna have water in the tent. And it's gonna look very tempting to touch. You know, you guys like, you know, you wanna touch, just don't touch. And so about two or three o'clock in the morning, we're still up, reading our comic books with our little battery, you know, light, you know, um, lantern, and, um, and sure enough, it started raining, and you know, it wasn't a hard rain, but it started raining, and it coming down pretty, you know, pretty decent. And you could start seeing the, you know, on the on the tent, you know, the 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 rain, the the the, the, the in the tent, the collecting the water, the dew drops. And 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 I tell my brothers, I said, listen, we don't touch the tent. Dad said, don't touch the tent. We'll be okay. And and, and one of my brothers, you know, not listening. So you mean like this? He touched the tent. He let go, and all of a sudden, it becomes like a leaky faucet. And I said, well, that was stupid. <laughs> and so now we've got to move over. Now we're losing a little space in the tent. And, 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 and while we're moving around, shuffling my other brother, he, his head knocked the canopy of the tent. It was a, kind of a low, low tent, you know. He kind of knocked it. So now we've got water coming on this side. 
And now, now we're trying to shift, trying to make this whole thing work. Water coming in. I'm miserable. We're all miserable. You know, our comic books are getting wet. You know, our pillow getting wet. And now, now we got a, a, little, a little creek right here in our own tent. And so now we're leaving the tent. I'm going inside. I'm dragging, I'm dragging my blanket. We're dragging our pillows. And I'll, you know, we'll come in. We're choking wet, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And I knew right then and there that I would never go camping again. <laughs> and so my idea when I go camping, I stay in a pop-up. Whichever hotel popped up first. That's how I roll. And I heard this about camping. It's where you spend a small fortune to live like a homeless person. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, that's the message today. Today we're we're talking about camping out. Camping out. And, And we're in the middle of a series called Multiple Choice. How to make godly decisions in our lives. And last Sunday, we, we divided the room in the half. And we put a line right down the middle of this aisle. And we said that people that were living on this side of the line, you know, if you live on this side of the line, if you're on this side, you're living on the right side of the line. This is righteous living. And then if you live over on this side of the line, this is unrighteous living. We said that, you know, a lot of people, we make decisions. We make good decisions, great decisions. Some of us make bad decisions on this side of the line. This line also divides moral, unmoral, ethical, and unethical. And Christ, Jesus Christ, he wants all of us to live way over here on this side of the line. Now, oftentimes, I I find Christians, they like to push closer to this middle line, to this jagged line of compromise. We like to live here. And and Christ doesn't want us to live here. He wants us over here. He wants us to live here with with safety, where we can live in, in spiritual growth and righteousness. And it's because we don't live here because we don't live here, oftentimes we make dumb, what were we thinking, decisions. When we're over here, we're making terrible decisions. When we're on this side of the line. And so today, we want to talk about, from the book of Proverbs, how to make wise decisions. The book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. It's all about discernment, insight, knowledge. It tells us straight up how to live. It tells us what happens when we make dumb decisions or ungodly decisions in our lives. It tells us straight up what will happen to us. In fact, when we make dumb or ungodly decisions, we camp out in one of three places on this side of the line. And Proverbs talks about these three camps, three campsites. And maybe this morning, maybe if you're on this side of the line, you identify yourself in one of these campsites. The goal 
Like that, my, my prayer for you, and there's hope for you, if you're on this side of the line, to not live over here, but to camp out over here. And so we're going to talk about three types of camp. Proverbs talked about the first one, the camp of the inexperience. If you're taking note, it's the camp of the inexperience. Some of you here right now, some of you in this room, you're hearing my voice. Some of you are camping out right here in the camp of the inexperience. The book of Proverbs calls someone who's inexperienced, someone who's simple, naive. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 22. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? It's saying, how long will you be simple? How long will you be naive? How, how long will you continue to live with inexperience in your life. In the same chapter, verse number 32, for the waywardness of the simple, it will kill them. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. We're going to talk about fools in another camp. But man, if you're, if you're simple, if you're in the camp of the inexperience, just understand this, that those who are living in the camp of the fools will do whatever it takes to destroy your life. They see you as someone that's teachable in the way of unwisdom. And, and, and so the way of the simple will kill them. You see, the inexperienced person, the simple person, they, they are sometimes unaware of the line. They're just naive. Or maybe they are aware of the line, but they're just not aware of the consequences of stepping over the line. And sometimes the inexperienced think that they're immune to the consequences of some dumb decisions. You know what? It's just for a little bit. I'll try this. You know, it won't hurt nobody for me to just kind of step over the line for just a short season. Or, I, you know, my parents always told, told me not to do it, but you know what? Maybe they don't know what they're talking about. I'm just going to step over the line a little bit. I'm going to dabble in the wrong side of the line. Or I'm going to walk this line of compromise. Or the simple, just clueless. They're just unaware of the line. They hear wisdom. They hear advice. The person that's inexperienced, the simple person that hear advice, wisdom from a parent, from a teacher, from a coach, maybe from a pastor, youth pastor, and they hear the advice, they hear, the, they, they hear this, the, 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 the wisdom, and, and, and they respond and say, you know what? I'm 19 years old. I, I, I know what I'm doing. I know... I'll do what I want to do. I'm going to figure this out on my own. And then they step over the line. And they're inexperienced. As parents, you know, we work our kids and say, hey, stay away from the line, right? 
they'll cross over the line. And then when they turn 18, 19, I'll go with parents to pray that they've learned and that we have helped them learn enough to grow in Christ to stay on this side of the line. There are times, and I've seen it many times, where they got 18, 19, 20-year-old. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come over here. There may be some of you that are 16, 17 years old. You're waiting for 18 to happen. And I say, I can't wait till I'm 18. Then I get to live life my way. I get to do it my way, the way I want to do it on my own. Now, people will warn you. People will say you're messing up. People will say, man, that's unwise. Don't do it. Listen, listen to me. Listen to what I'm talking about. And you say, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to do it. And they don't listen to advice. They don't listen to wisdom. That's why the writer of Proverbs said that they're inexperienced. In Proverbs chapter 9 and verse number 6, it says to leave your simple ways. In other words, stop living so inexperienced. And so when you do that, you will live. Instead, walk in the way of insight. That, that's what Proverbs is saying. That's, he, the Proverbs is telling us those who are in the, right in this room, who are, who are in the inexperienced camp, he said, listen to advice. Listen to wisdom. Listen to the value of wisdom. Now, when I was growing up, I, I never went through a, a, a rebellious stage of my life. Uh, you know, I learned at a young age the deep value of making great decisions. Now, I don't want you to think, but Scott, man, you're, you're a spiritual stud. <laughs> I'm far from it. Listen to me. I am far from it. It's a God thing, though. But behind that, it's also a leadership thing. It's a leadership thing. You know, my parents, they, lead, they led us well. A kid growing up, church attendance wasn't an option. When you wake up on Sunday morning, and mom and dad say, hey, Scott, what do you think? You want to go to church today? Uh, it was never an option. It was like, we're going to church, but mom, you know, the preacher's born. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. I don't care. You're going to church. I said, Mom, you know, my friend's not going to be there today. I don't care. You're going to church. But Mom, I don't care. Dress up. Let's go. Dad said, let's go, son. Let's go. It's time for church. And I was in church. We were there. It wasn't an option. We were at church. And when I was in church, I listened. Most of the time, I listened. And I heard stories about David and, and uh, Joshua. I heard stories about Solomon and, and Peter and, and, and the Apostle John and, 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 and Simon Peter and Paul. I heard all these great stories about men and women, all the great decision-making that they made. I learned, I learned from the, the decision that they made for God. And, and, and then, listen, the Bible kept it real. I also learned from the not so great decision that they made. And some really bad decisions from some of the characters that we read about. And, and as I 
was learning these stories. I said to myself, you know, I don't want to go there. I, 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 don't, I, want, I want to make sure I'm living on this side of the line. I want, I want to walk in righteousness. I'm going to decide the best. I'm going to make the choice. I will hear stories of testimonies in our church. I hear people come in and share their stories. I hear testimony of people whose lives were way over here and how their lives were turned around and lived over here. And they say, hey, don't want to live here. You don't want to come over here. And we will hear these stories and testimonies and how God saved them from a train wreck in their lives. I remember one particular story. It was, he was an evangelist. And such a powerful impact in my life. I've, I heard him back in the 80s. I've even had him here at Lake Point a couple of times. His name was Tim Lee. I've never heard Tim Lee before. Tim Lee grew up in a preacher's home. And didn't want to have anything to do with God. Dad and mom teaching him how to live over here on this side of the line. He said, you know what? I couldn't wait till I turned 18 years old. Because I'm going to get to do what I want to do. I live by my rules. I get to do what I want. And when he turned 18, he joined the Marines. Talk about rules. <laughs> he got over here, running from God. He said, I'm running from God. Knew what God wanted me to do. Knew God wanted me in the ministry. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. He went over to Vietnam. While he was over there, he met a man in his squadron. He was a follower of Jesus. He knew that he was running from God. He kept loving him and said, hey, Tim, God has a plan for your life. Don't, you need to just give it back to him. You just need to surrender your life to God. And Tim said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. And one day, Tim was leading his men through the jungles of Vietnam when he stepped on a landmine. They didn't think he was going to live. They flew him to Germany and was there for a while, and then they flew him back home, lost both legs. It was in that moment. They said, God, in the, in the hospital bed, said, God, if you save my life, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll serve you. And they came back. They started to ministering around the world. I remember hearing this story 40 years ago. The impact that he has, and I hear that story, he says, okay. And he says, don't run from God. Don't run from God. You're not going to get far. Don't run from God. He said, listen, you can live over here. You, you can choose your sins but you cannot choose your consequences. I don't know why that's not on your handout note, but that's good preaching right there. <laughs> you, you can choose your sins all day long, that's right, but you can't choose your consequences. And I'll tell you, Dr. You know, Tim Lee, 
He would have not have chosen the lead to be blown up. He said, this is, this is what it is. But for the glory of God, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. And he rode back over here on this side of the line. Listen, if you're here this morning and you're inexperienced, maybe you're a young person, maybe you're a young couple, maybe you're a young family with kids. Hey, we're, we're a family with teenagers inexperience. I challenge you to hang around people that can give you wisdom, people that have been there, done that. Learn from others. Camp of the inexperience. Here's the second camp that I find people in, unfortunately, on this side of the line. I mentioned it already. It's the camp of the indifferent. The camp of the indifferent. This is the camp of the fools. The camp of fools. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 23. A fool finds pleasure in wicked, in wicked scenes, but a person of understanding delights in wisdom. So a person who's indifferent, a fool, he finds pleasure in evil conduct. And if you're a fool, if you're making decisions in this second camp right over here, then you find pleasure and you find evil conduct to be an extreme sport. You make a sport out of it. You make a sport out of evil pleasure. And the inexperienced person, they, they see the line. All right? And, 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 and you know, they're, they're warned about the line, all right? They see the line or they're unaware of the line, but they just kind of do it anyway. They say, I'm not too far. Well, the person who's indifferent, they hear, they see the line over here. They know they're over here. They see the warning labels, but they say, I don't care. I don't care. That's the fool. I don't care. In the, the indifferent camp, the camp of the indifferent, they're, they're warned, hey, if you keep doing it to your spouse, this is how it's going to end up. And they say, I don't care. If you keep treating your kids like this, this is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to end up. They say, I don't care. Hey, if you keep spending your money recklessly, this is what you're going to end up with. And they say, I don't Care, and then you're a fool. You're a fool. You're indifferent. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11. As a dog returns to its vomit. That's disgusting. <laughs> Nasty. That's one reason why I don't have dogs. As a dog returns to its vomit. So fools repeat their folly. Many fools are like dogs. They have an appetite for their own garbage. They keep going back and back and back to it. Proverbs says we're foolish, we're indifferent. We read the warning sign. We say we don't, we, we, we don't care. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise, 
and you become wise. Now, let me ask you this. Who do you do life with? Who are you hanging out with? Are you hanging out with people that are wise? I'm not talking about IQ wise. You know, I'm not talking about that level. I'm talking about people that are getting wisdom, spiritual wisdom from above. It says if you're hanging out with wise people, you'll become wise. But then it says here, for a companion of fools, they suffer his harm. You see, we know a fool will cause harm by himself, but a companion of fools, they also cause destruction. You might be dating someone. Maybe you're single. You might be dating someone who's a fool. You're not a fool, but you're dating someone who is a fool. You're dating someone that's way over here, and you're still trying to, you know, I still got my, my Bible, and I still want to love Jesus, and I, but he's really cute, or she's really cute, and I want to, you know, and I think, hey, listen, I think I can help him. I think I can help him get better. Uh, you know, I've got my, I, I re- listen, I re- rarely ever see a person that gets in this camp and move over there because of a cute girl or a cute guy. Oftentimes, I see this person drag over the line. A companion of fools will suffer harm. Sometimes, listen, it would be on your control. You work, for, you know, you work at a company, and the, and the guy who ran the company was a fool. And before you know it, your company ran into the ground, and you lost your job because of someone who ran that company like a fool. He suffered harm. Or maybe your father, you know, a long time ago, bolted on your mom and your brother and sisters, and, and, and you're still trying to process the pain. It's not, it's not your fault. But your dad was a fool because he caused a tremendous amount of pain. So here's the wisdom. If you can, stay away from fools. Stay away from fools. They suffer harm. They, they read the warning labels. They ignore it, and they say, I don't care. Now, what, what, what does the Bible teach about how uh, a fool can leave the camp? What did the Bible say that a fool, what, 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 can, a, what can a fool do to, to get out of the camp and back over here? Well, we see this throughout the scripture, that a, fool, a person who's in this camp, a camp of an indifferent, a fool, he needs to come to the full weight of his consequences of the decision that he's made. He's got to come face to face with it. He's got to realize, man, I am in deep trouble here. I have really, really blown it. This is not the way to live. Case in point, it's in the story where Jesus tells about a man who had a son who was the prodigal son. Right? He, the, the younger son goes to his dad and says, Dad, give me my inheritance. I want to do life my way. I'm tired of living over here. I'm going to step over here. and I'm going to live not just in the, in the experience camp, I want to step way over here and do life like a fool. 
And his dad gave him the cash, gave him the money, and he came all the way over here and watched, reading the Bible. He was living, high living. And you know, he got all these friends, everybody, everything's going well, and all of a sudden the economy changed. He lost all his money and hit rock bottom. And the Bible says that he came to his senses. He woke up and realized, man, I'm such a fool. I got to stop living here. And he looked back over to the land of the righteousness. I said, you know what? My dad has a over there, which he hasn't made. I'm going to go back. Maybe my dad would take me back. Not as a son, but as one of his slaves. His slaves are doing better off than I am. The Bible says he went back. It's all because he faced the music. He was able to face the consequences of his decisions. So you see camp one, the camp of the inexperienced. The camp number two, the camp of the indifferent. Here's the third camp we see. It's the camp of the indignant. The camp of the indignant. I don't know if you noticed, but you can't progress. First you've got the inexperienced. She's right here on the line. All right, they're real close. They're, now, uh, they're one degree, two degree, just off to get back to where they need to be. Sometimes it's just that simple. Uh, Then you got the second camp, they see the line still. They just don't care. But the third camp, the camp of the indignant, they're way over here. They don't even see the line no more. They don't even see the line. Look what Proverbs says here. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 6. The mocker, that's the term for the indignant. The mocker or the scoffer. We see that term in Proverbs. The mocker or the scoffer that seeks wisdom, they find none. They can't even see the line no more. The mocker is clueless, they're careless, they're critical. They're the ones that are negative. They mock Christianity. There's a very rare chance that we have a mocker in the room. A mocker wouldn't even be here. Maybe you came out of the camp of the mockers. You're trying to find your way out of it. Maybe you're here. But a person who's mocking God, they don't, they don't, church, is not, church is not even on their radar. God is not even on their radar. Maybe you know someone that you're praying for that's living in the camp of indignant. I've seen, listen, I've seen the progression though. I've seen, I've seen people, you know, in, in 20, you know, when you've been in ministry for over 20 years, I've seen people, I've seen teenagers serving God they're living over here, they're volunteering. And all of a sudden, they turn 18, they start to dabble the line. They start to walk the line. They start to tiptoe over here. 
They say, hey, we're not far from church. We're still, hey, we still love Jesus on Sunday, and on Monday we live over here. You go back and forth, back and forth, playing this little game with God, living simple life. And I've seen it. I've seen, I'm, I'm thinking of individuals in my mind. My heart breaks for these people. When they live here, before you know it, they start living here. You used to see them in church all the time, volunteering. Now you see them here and there. And then they progress over here. I have one every now and then, they'll email me. Mocking church, mocking God. And I just love them back. I just love them back. I might have to hide a post on Facebook. Sometimes I say, you know what, I'm not going to let him or let her, you know, tear down the name of Jesus. They're so indignant. They're mocking. They were here. They step over the line and they progress. And if you're not careful, this can happen. Listen, this can happen to any one of us. I, I, I've, there's a new phrase, there's a new phraseology right now. There's a new phrase, a catchphrase. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but it's, it, it, you know, it's the word deconstructing my faith. Have you heard that? Deconstructing my faith. It's the new terminology of, I, I'm, I'm, don't believe in God no more. I'm deconstructing my faith. I'm deconstructing my faith. I'm walking over you. You know, you know where I hear it from the most? It, 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 it's shocking. But it's people that I went to Bible college with. I'm, I'm telling you, it can happen to anyone. I, I know pastors. I know pastors who are now living in the camp of indignant. And say, I, I don't, I, I used to walk there. Hey, I know authors, Christian book authors. I'm just saying, it can happen to any one of us if we're not careful. It's a progression. It's a spiral. And if you're here this morning, you're in one of these camps. If you're a camp of the of the of the inexperience, or maybe you're in a camp of the indifferent, or maybe you're in this last camp, the camp of the indignant. I want you to know, listen, there is hope. There is hope for you. If you're in the camp of the, of the inexperience, I just want you to know that you can experience the loving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. And and if you're in the camp of the indifferent, you can experience the difference found in Jesus. And if you're in the camp of the indignant, you're way over here. You've lost your dignity. But in Christ, 
your dignity can be restored. You see, God wants to move us. He wants us to close down these camps, to stop living the the KOA lifestyle of these three camps, whatever camp you're in, to pack up and to cross over the line and live in the only camp that's worth mentioning on this side and we see in Proverbs, and that's the camp of the insight. The camp of the insight. This is where this is where Jesus wants you to live. And when you're living here, this is where you'll find yourself making godly decisions. Because when you're in these camps, you're just gonna find yourself making bad and worse and even worse decisions. But over here, you start living godly decisions making godly decisions because you're in the camp of the insight. How you get insight? How'd that happen? Go back to last week. Philippians. Philippians chapter 1. We read it first. By the way, Philippians full of knowledge. Philippians full of wisdom and insight. Talked about that. And in and, and, and Philippians chapter 1 verse number 9, it said, Paul said, this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge. What knowledge? What knowledge? Knowledge is information based on the word of God. It's knowing God's word. And so when we grow and abound and grow more and more in the word of God, and then he said that you will grow in the word of God and depth, depth of insight. What's insight? Insight is the ability to choose right from wrong. Insight allows us to stay out of these three camps. Insight keeps us centered on God. Insight, and then when we start living in insight, when we start growing in knowledge on the Word of God, and then it helps us develop insight, the Bible says in verse 10, so that you and I may be able to discern 